Hey, Kathy. Hey, Stacy. Are we GHing? Hell yes. Woo! All right, so season 61, we're covering episodes 47 to 51. Sort of. No, just kidding. We are <laughs> going to talk about it. But we are going to give this a spoiler rating of crazy fucking spoilers. Not because I saw it, because I did not see it. But apparently some shit went down. So Kathy and I had kind of a crazy week individually. So both of us only watched most of Friday's episode. But I did skim through enough to come to my first happening. So if we missed something life-altering, of course, reach out to us. My happening is the complete and total meltdown of Austin Gatlin Holt. <laughs> so he, like, just basically bears his soul to Ava, and he looks so broken, so mm -hmm. broken. And I get that he is weak and has done stupid shit, but he's also been criminally mentally abused his entire yeah. life right like yeah. he has been brainwashed to this point and he just keeps believing the lies he's told repeatedly by cyrus he goes to the gallery and confronts ava and says well you're not returning my texts or my calls so i'm here and she just lays into him and you lied to me and just really lays it out. And he's like, I'm sorry. I thought I was doing what I could to save you. And she says, I hate you. Yeah, that and was And he hard. says, I know. Oh. And he goes from there to the police station. Because Ava's argument is... You could have gone to the police at any time if you thought you were doing everything, or you could have gone to Sonny. And he says, no, I couldn't. And he takes her at her word, and he goes to the police station in almost complete tears and says, I will give you what you want. Dante's like, great, I need you to testify. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm never going to testify. You need to protect me and give me immunity. And he's like, yeah, that's not a thing I'm going to give you. Whew. It was really, I felt bad for Austin. And he finally says, I will give you the name of my boss. I will produce evidence that will put him away. But I cannot testify and I need immunity. And he says something like, I took a big risk coming here. Yeah. Which I think is key. Yeah, because he was seen going in. And whoever came to Dante was like, there's a guy saying it's an emergency. He needs to see you. So it was not like clandestine at all, his arriving at the police station. And we don't know who's on Cyrus's payroll. Exactly. When he leaves to go home, somebody is in his house. Somebody who then shoots him and leaves him for dead in his living room right inside the entryway. So, and that's how our weekends. It so it's either Ava. It was somebody, a man. I, oh, I saw man. the okay. bottom of somebody's body. It definitely was not Ava. 
Do you think it was Cyrus? It possibly could have been Cyrus. We know it can't be Mason. But I almost think it could be Nicholas. Ooh. Okay. But I don't have any reason for thinking that other than from the waist down, it seemed like a younger person than Cyrus. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing like black pants and black shoes. But I have no idea. That was just like somehow the impression I got. Okay. Well. And then you just see him like bleeding out, leaving the door open. Crazy. Wow. That's my happening. And it was a long one, but it was the full mental and physical breakdown of Austin Gatlin Holt. Well, I guess I'll take the other happening that was a full mental breakdown was Anna's journey this week, which started with oh my God, I wasn't being stalked by the guy I thought was stalking me. It was a teenager. She goes in and tells Jordan and Dante, you can't prosecute her. I don't want her prosecuted, but this is what happens. She is avoiding all of Robert's calls. She's really like super still in that I can't believe I shot her mode. She goes to tell Sonny, hey, you need to get your own security because guess what? Dante correctly pointed out, Charlotte didn't shoot me. So that bullet must have been for you. Then she goes home to her, to Maxie's apartment and realizes that all the files that she had on that guy that she thought was after her are gone, which hello, drum roll, please. Do nothing but support my viewpoint that Charlotte didn't burn down Hannah's house. <laughs> and However, it does seem like the brainwashing of Charlotte, there's somebody who's alive that's complicit. Oh, wait, did I miss that? Was that in the conversation with Laura and Valentine? It was in the, I feel like it was in the conversation of Jordan, Dante, and Robert, when they were bouncing ideas around, that's just my thought because nobody broke into Anna's apartment after Charlotte. So it's almost like somebody in the police or somebody in government after it was found that the chest was there validated, right? Because there was a, an official report. Yeah. And Dante is asking, I think the end of that episode was Dante asking for all of the evidence. And I think Dante's thought is this must be somewhere in her possession, these folders. So yeah, that's interesting. I mean, obviously it could be like who physically went in there, right? Like what was cataloged? Was it cataloged by the team or not? I don't know. Interesting. It's more to cut. I also found it interesting Like, so basically that's the happening is that it's not Charlotte that took these documents. Kathy's right. Okay. That's the happening. (laughs) (laughs) But, but also, you know, we, we do get more of this. Basically Anna is saying, and other people are saying, and, and I think maybe it was the conversation with Sam and Dante that laid it out the best that Charlotte is a teenager. She thinks black and white she saw her dad be punished for things in all of the news articles. Her mom, or not her mom, Anna was not punished for things. So in her mind, she's 
her grandfather, as evil as he was, is sort of right. So that she wants Anna to be punished. But I don't know who said it, and I wasn't taking notes diligently enough this week, but someone said, it might have been Dante, but someone said there is absolutely no evidence that Charlotte, or maybe it was Anna herself, there's no evidence that Charlotte torched her house. I think that was Sam. Well, whatever. I'm not sure. Someone said it. And Kathy's heart grew. Regardless of whether or not Kathy is right. Well, she is. (laughs) Nobody has been involved that knows about the tarot cards being the key to brainwashing. Britt is dead. Nobody's asking Ulbricht. Oh. I don't know if Valentine knows or not. I feel like Nicholas probably knows. Well, Dante maybe would know. Dante would know. Why? Who would have told him? Jason. Jason didn't know, and Jason never came back. Oh. All right. Well, that's just my thought, and I am waiting to see if somebody figures that out or if I'm right about that. But I feel like that has to be a thing because of how she obsessively looks at those tarot cards and why Valentine is inherently uncomfortable with them. I love it. Love it. That's my hap. I'm going to go with Sasha and Cody admit they have feelings for each other. Oh, it's so cute. And Sasha says, I cannot do anything about it because I'm still grieving. Cody says, is this a never or a not right now? She says, not right now, but I don't want you to wait for me. It was really cute. Their whole scene, you know, their their whole his and hers spokespeople of deception. It's great. I love it. It is. I really, I really think they're doing a great job. Morgan Fairchild is the Antichrist. <laughs> um, whatever her name is. Where did is. that come from? It just because she just wouldn't let Cody on at first. And then she's just shit talks everybody. She threw somebody under under the bus and fired them. Like I just and then as soon as it was over, she saw how good the ratings were. And she's like, well, they need to come back on. And Maxie's like, um, whatever. Yeah. But I think that's how we're. So I had two thoughts on this. First, I love I agree with you this romance is just they're doing such a good job at this it's a slow burn and they're going to be good friends but obviously maxie's under pressure even though maxie handled it well to push them together to be the male and female face of deception so they're going to be in close close proximity and is that friendship going to simmer but i also hope it doesn't like they don't go down the same road that they went down with Sasha before where the pressure of it gets at her you know I hope they just stick with the romance part because I don't want to see Sasha unravel anymore I think that's valid I'm glad you agree (laughs) it's your turn oh okay I think I'm gonna go with Adam taking pills and telling his daddy's not doing that anymore okay because obviously we've known he's a say it again I said he's definitely spiraling. Yeah. He's a troubled kid. Dex, he 
kind of tries to get Joss to study with him, Dex is like, back off. And then he has this whole pleading thing. And Joss is of the mind that it's his parents putting pressure on him. And, oh, what a poor kid he is. But then he gets on the phone with his dad and he's like, no, no, it's fine, dad. I'm not doing that anymore. But his dad was also like, you know how important this is. Like the beginning of that conversation leads to what he's been saying. He's like, I know yeah. it's important, Dad. I know. I know. You told me. I know. Yeah. But I think there's enough doubt as to whether it is Adam being in a parental situation that is toxic or something else. And as soon as you have pills, it, you start to think that there might be something else involved. So thought it was sad it just that story makes me sad and I just didn't like it and maybe that's what really happens and probably is but it's hard to watch a kid put themselves through that much grief well there's so much pressure and a lot of it is usually self-imposed don't get me wrong there is also the put upon like depending on your relationship with your family or whoever's giving you the pressure but I mean, I can remember being in college and putting the pressure on myself and, and having meltdowns like in the parking lot and just not being able to go into school because I was having a panic attack. So, wow, that's probably a lot of sharing to strangers out in the world, but that's realistic. I think, and I my think parents could important. not have cared less. Well, that's what I mean, though, right? It's like, I think that's an important thing to state because I, I don't think you're alone. I I I, I think there's, it's not only his parents that likely put pressure on him. It may be his other former educators. He could have had, you know, experiences in high school that weren't the best. And it's hard what we put ourselves through. So it it is hard to watch. And I think this story is going to have an interesting pathway. And that's why I feel like this is an important happening because we're finally getting some indication of what might be happening here. All right. We're going to move to fashion. And fashion. I know we call it fashion first, but this week was fashion last. Like, it was an abomination of fashion everywhere. It was so bad, guys. <laughs> it was the worst fashion week since I've started watching. I don't know that there were many bright spots in the it fashion. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, what in God's name is Nina wearing? <laughs> oh, it's awful. It was like a cross between a very long John Travolta leather zipper dance jacket. And a Greek goddess green satin dress with a weird hemline. It yeah, was awful. What genre was she in? <laughs> I don't I don't know. It was bad. And, and I'm sorry, Beth, hard disagree on Ava's outfit as well. The color might have looked good on her, but the shirt was awful. I struggled with Trina's pink jacket. It was to the point where Marshall's bowling shirt was Kathy's favorite fashion thing when we were watching. She was like, oh, Marshall looks great. He's like <laughs> he wearing like one of those old man charlie sheen bowling shirts well like and he did look good he looked but great whole, but like that is not a fashion highlight the first fashion we got though of the week 
was like the worst though because it was Brooklyn with her pink not pink it was that bright blue shirt with the giant puffy sleeves oh my god it was bad (laughs) back to like the worst kind of outfit and then Lois's outfit wasn't much better It was like a gray sweater with a white shirt and the gray sweater only came down to her boobs. Because it's it like, was like all one, right? Like it was part sweater, part shirt. So where the sweater was not, it was a shirt. It like, yeah, like she was like, in some weird artist commune. It into the sweater that was shirt material. And, and then, then the bottom of the shirt was, it was bad. No. Right. And then the next scene was Willow with this hideous brown paisley shirt that was pleated. Like it was bad. <laughs> tied around her waist and then, and then it just continued on and it was just like one thing after the next oh it was a lot um I didn't like Diane's pink granny sweater although Stacy didn't have an issue with it but it just didn't match what she was wearing like she had on this you know like a shell that you would wear under a blazer like the sweater was fine if she was wearing like a tank top and jeans or whatever, but like it's not something I would wear to be a lawyer at my power lunch with my otherwise work outfit on. No. Mm-hmm. And then Felicia was back in that horrible gray suit, which is But awful. at least she wasn't wearing a patterned shirt. At least it was a solid color shirt underneath. I I just want to say that I was so appalled with the fashion on Tuesday's episode. I don't remember much of the episode, so I had to go back. We like blacked it it out. (laughs) Because I was honestly just every time I was like, that's hideous. That's awful. Why? (sighs) But okay, so on some positive notes, I really loved Alex's, Alexis's beige or tan coat. I love that coat on her. She wears it every once in a while, but it's beautiful. I thought Laura looked pretty good on Friday's episode. It was interesting. Laura's outfit was interesting. And I kind of wanted to know what your thought was because it felt to me like they went the opposite of what I asked for, which again, writers, hello. I asked for them to kind of take her back for away from suits. And I feel like they went, what's the biggest, fanciest suit jacket we can put Laura in? I don't think it was a suit jacket. I think it was like a sweater. Well, it was interesting. I, I, I didn't mind it. It seemed like something, and this is, very stupid. Kathy and I are punch drunk, so <laughs> we're both very tired. We're surprised that we're forming complete sentences, but it's a little stereotypically stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot say stereotypical. Not editing it like, out. It's a it's a stereotype, but of I the, feel like mayor. what she was wearing on Friday was something someone her age would wear. Mm, I hate that. It's probably true though. Okay, but wait, we forgot about something good. Remember Alexis's like blue, almost sheer shirt that she had on on Wednesdays? Kathy was in love with it, even though you could see oh. her bra under it. And that's oh. very rare for Kathy to like something that's even slightly revealing. Loved it. But then I think it was followed by Andrea's jacket, which I, I don't think I liked. I can't remember what it was, but I don't have a good note after that. But to be fair, she was grieving. <sighs> Whatever. I We're going to talk about that. I didn't mean to dismiss that. That sounded dismissive. <laughs> okay. The so What did you think of Sasha's red dress? The orange thing that she put on for the show was terrible. Yeah. I liked what she was wearing when she got there. Yeah. And then she wore it for like two seconds. And then she put on that hideous orange monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah. 
I Again, I don't know. With the weird She's... satin, like fall colors. That's what like Nina's was too. It was like green fall color. No, both of them. No. Okay. Yeah, that was my. And also, why was Maxie's hair greasy? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I mean, I will say. her hair's been looking great, and then they're at the TV studio, and she looks like she hasn't showered. Well, I didn't notice that. I did like how she was treating them. It felt very maxi. I love to see maxi be maxi, so I was be focused a on that. Badass bitch. I did like that Ned finally shaved because that whole beard thing was not working for him, and I don't like the fact that they have Dante completely with that. I, I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan of the unkempt. This is a soap opera, people. Fashion. Fashion first. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Before we get to musings, I have kind of a public service announcement. First off, I can't tell you guys, all of you listening, first big hug. Just imagine Stacey and I just, just, just as long as you feel comfortable with this, hugging you really tightly. And thank you very much. We appreciate all the reviews. We love when you guys make comments and send us notes. And we just want to say thank you very much. I also want to say that we do this for fun. We don't have fancy equipment. And um, <laughs> I did get an email <laughs> offering help for my editing. <laughs> and I, I was like, well... I just would say this. I would love to pay for help with editing, but we don't make any money off of this. (laughs) So that's not in the cards. But, you know, keep up your listening. Keep telling your friends. If you feel like writing us a review, it really does help. And please just keep up the communication because we do it because, first of all, it's my cousin. I love her and I love talking to her every single freaking day. But also, we really enjoy this so that's my public service now. I would love to get super professional at this and have like an editor and all this fancy stuff, but we just don't have that budget. And maybe someday we will, but right now we don't. So until then, just love us for who we are and our imperfect selves and it will all be wonderful. That's it. On to musings. Well, I just want to say how much I appreciate the time that Kathy does put into editing it. She works much harder than I do. I'm supposed to be in charge of social media and I'm also not good at it. I signed up to take a class to get better at it, and I have not completed it. You've been doing a lot, though. Come on. I I just, I'm grateful that you listen. I'm grateful the time Kathy puts into the editing because we would just never have a show if that was left to me. Let's be clear. That's not true. (laughs) All right. We Uh, love you. That's our short message. mm -hmm. So let's muse. Muse. Um, Okay. I have a really quick one at the top. I feel like they're mentioning Bobby more and more. Carly mentioned her again this week, and it was a pointed message to say, well, Bobby is in Amsterdam. I don't want to bug her. I feel like we're leading up towards this horrible moment when they're going to have to come clean with the fact that the actress has died. I'm not I think they're going to kill her in Amsterdam, like Luke. Well, I mean, maybe that's what the actress would love, you know, make it part of the story as opposed to like a big like boohoo sob show. But but regardless, we're leading towards some pretty dark moments for Carly, I think. I have feelings in case you haven't figured that out. But um, so Andrea came in and told TJ that she lost the baby. And I'm just wondering if that's the end of that story or not, because it is a soap opera. And I immediately went, do you think she's just keeping the baby? 
And Kathy's like, she's not a big enough character for that. And I don't really have any idea where that's going. Kathy probably had a better thought is because Andrea said she couldn't go through it again. Is that maybe this means Christina will be the surrogate? I think that's what's going to happen. And it's probably I a feel better like, choice than mine. Well, I feel like too, because Alexis goes to Sam to tell her, because we've never really seen where Christina lives. But when she goes to tell Christina, which will likely be in Charlie's, I feel like that's what this is building up to. Like Christina is going to start that conversation again. And and TJ said to Molly, like, we can't do this again with Andrea. So, yeah, I think that's where this is going. And it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. They could both happen. Like, oh, they Andrea could both happen. Could there could be a, a secret Christina TJ Molly pregnant. baby somewhere and mm-hmm. Christina could get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Twins. <laughs> I don't know why I'm obsessed with that storyline. I don't. I know why. This is a good storyline. Okay. The other thing we had happen this week was Ned remembering that he heard Nina confess that she was the one that turned Drew and Carly in, and then Olivia says, "You can't tell anybody," which <laughs> I loved. <laughs> I don't know how you felt about that, but I was like, "Yeah, you're right. You can't say it now." <laughs> and. Because Michael has been blackmailing Nina, Nina offered to sell the Metro Court back. Yeah. Michael offers his mom money to do it. And Carly says no. Yeah. So what's she going to do? Like, she says to Sonny, hey, I have made something out of Kelly's. I My mom pulled me out of a hard spot. I'm... I'm, I actually like this version of me. I don't know if I want to go back to this other version. By the way, I don't have the funding anyways. Well, and what I like was what she said to Michael and Willow is, it's not going to feel right unless I can buy it back on my own. Yeah. Which is very yeah. Carly. Yeah. And what's going to happen with Trina and Spencer? Because Friday's episode was a lot of that. Well, okay, so I watched the first half of Friday, and so essentially, I saw the conversation this week with Esme and Spencer. I felt like Esme made it a, a good point. Spencer, of course, is being Spencer, but is at least not yelling. But Joss, when Spencer goes over there, and she's like, what are all these flowers, dude? And oh, by the way, if somebody says to me, hey, uh, I, you know, if I have to choose between this person and this person, you're not going to like my answer. That's a big red flag. So, but everybody, Ava and now Curtis and, and Marshall are telling Trina that she can't avoid this conversation with Spencer and she's going to have to come clean with what she wants. And I think Marshall also said, you have to know what you want before you can even go into this conversation. Yeah. So what do you, what, you want? Yeah, what, do, what are your priorities? That was the big message. And that was also Joss. I really liked the Joss conversation with Spencer as, as it continued because she was like, you think it's okay for you to go away and spend time with Trina and then come home every night to Esme and Ace. And he's like, well, what's wrong with that? And she was, she's like, you don't think that's possible. And he's like, or she says, of course it's possible, but it's not fair to anyone, including you. Which is a great point. It's also the 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 um 
the similar point to what Esme was telling him, which was, you want to have your freedom. You want to be able to travel and go to New York, but then you also want to be, you know, basically in his life. Like you have to, you have to choose at this point because you're not his dad. And she made the point that she also needs a life and she can't Mm -hmm. do that with him there. And so then of course he yelled at her like, Oh, this is just about you getting right. He's such a baby. And I love that Joss called him out on that. It's like, this is our, this is middle school, Spencer. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. But it's going somewhere. And that's all I have. Oh, oh the only oh. other, oh, sorry, go ahead. I almost said me too, but then I realized we didn't talk about Laura offering Jordan to be the permanent deputy mayor and then Cyrus comes into the office and Jordan's just like on fire. I don't trust him. He's a liar. Da, 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 da. He only cares about power. And then Laura's like, well, I understand you're in a better position to go after Cyrus if you're the police commissioner. And she's like, I won't let him control me. So it sounds like Jordan is going to be the deputy mayor. Okay. Well, that's good. I like that. That I What I forgot was the whole Finns being sued for malpractice. Oh, yeah. So it's coming at such a bad time for him with his dad and all that. So Mm -hmm. I felt like that was piling on. He's got this brand new relationship. His dad is dying. And now he's being sued. I was like, wow, that's a lot for this one character. Can they spread it around? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Oh, and they found a song where, uh, so Brooklyn and her mom... We're looking through. I love that Yuri makes coffee. No, that they asked. He said something about like country music is white hot and they should take advantage if that's where she wants to go. And then he just had this whole little talking. He was like, there's a lot of loving of inanimate objects, but those are metaphors. And he just went on and on and it was so cute. And so they searched through the songs and they found one where Blaze's place has feelings for somebody but hasn't said anything or can't say something and so we of course think that's christina which would be fun love it okay everybody. i love kathy in case that's not clear i think i she love stacy very hard i love that you all still listen to us and give us feedback so please continue to do that it does really make it worthwhile to us yes and if you're in the u.s and you celebrate thanksgiving which we also celebrate thanksgiving please have a wonderful festive holiday Um, and if you're not please enjoy your week we might not have very many new episodes next week so we might skip it and go for the week after but regardless hopefully there will be pizza at the quarter mains Please make there be pizza. (laughs) All right. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.